Michael here, and I'm back for another LEGO Masters postseason deep dive on my podcast, Talk Bricks Masters. Today, I was lucky enough to get to sit down with Ethan and Dom to break down their time on the show, just like I break down all the LEGO news weekly on my YouTube channel, Talk Bricks. As you know, it's been such a blast getting to do these postseason deep dives and just learning so much about the contestants and all the different behind the scenes elements. So in case you were worried that we wouldn't be doing more of these, don't worry, because I've got plenty more coming your way. So be sure to subscribe to make sure you don't miss out on any of that. And with all that out of the way, let's jump into my interview with Ethan and Dom. Well, the fun never ends with these postseason deep dives. And of course, I had to keep the fun going. So I've brought back one of our other favorite teams from season three, making their podcast debut. Here is Ethan and Dom. Say hello to everyone on the podcast, guys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> well, hello. Welcome. Uh, we're so excited to have you. Uh, this is really, like I said, it's been so much fun to get to dive deep into all the different episodes. And I feel like, you know, the two of you had a, maybe even a more unique journey than most. So we can't wait to dive into your experience on the show. But we tend to like to start pre-season, pre, you know, all this sort of stuff and just talk about how you got into Lego and sort of what took it up that next notch to make it like a hobby that you'd be so big into that you'd even want to go on a show. So Ethan, why don't we start with you? You know, what's your uh, Lego origin story? So the story starts back when I was five, and uh, <laughs> my my my, my brother dramatic really, entrance. <laughs> uh, I was, I mean, Lego is some Lego has been something that I've been has been in my life for really my entire life. Uh, my two older brothers were really big into it, and they kind of just I kind of just hopped right in with them. And as the years went by, I kind of eventually inherited all of their lego um which is funny which they're they're starting to get back into it like my brother was talking about that new lord of the rings set and i think we're going Ooh. to both get that uh that set which is awesome uh but after you know years uh then i discover the lego community on youtube and instagram and i see that people are building lego mocks and uh I, I, it was, this was the lego star wars clone base era like i i like to call it <laughs> uh and i was like these are so awesome i want to be a lego youtuber or lego content creator and it's really it's amazing that uh, I remember the person, my very first uh, Lego YouTube video that I watched, it was Lego Buff Productions and it was one of his clone bases. And I was like, this is awesome. This is like my goal. My ultimate dream would be like this. And here, you know, a couple of years later, this is like an ultimate dream come true is to be a Lego content creator. But uh, then in 2017, I eventually do create a YouTube channel, uh, YouTube channel. And uh, after, you know, present day, I build mocks every day and make videos about it. I mean, that's the ultimate dream. Yes. And we heard, you know, obviously all about your TikTok fame on the show. And, um, you know, it, it was, you know, it's sort of a fun, you know, uh, like new venture, like for a lot of Lego creators to be in that new platform and to see the show recognize it was pretty cool. Um, obviously, Dom, you know, you're also on TikTok, but what was your origin story? How did you get into it? So long ago, I got my first ever Lego set. It was a 7667 Imperial dropship. It was a little Star Wars battle pack I got for my sixth birthday. And I remember very vividly me and my father building it together and taking it apart and building it into something else um, and just playing with those pieces until I got a few more sets and adding on to my parts collection and uh, building the sets, taking them apart, building something different out of them. <clears throat> it's something that I've always done and, and today I've found myself doing it more um, as I've gotten into collecting. I've, I've started to grow entire some of the uh, original box sets and I've redesigned them into goofy other things, but it uh it eventually I I uh, collected 
from six up until I say 13, 14, then I started getting to get into other some into other hobby hobbies and then took a little break, a little the dark age as collectors yeah. say in the later <laughs> world. Um, but uh, late 2019, early 2020, I started getting back into Lego, mainly through um the Mandalorian. I remember getting the Mandalorian Raider ATST set. And the dual Mustafar, those are the two sets I got back getting into Lego. And then COVID happened. And through that, I was home like everyone else. Uh, and I dumped out all my childhood pieces and parts from my collection and started rebuilding sets and built a few mocks here and there. And eventually I started posting my Lego adventures and Lego hauls and Lego videos onto TikTok. And then it uh, tumbleweed into what Cool Guy Dom now is today. I love it. Um, well, you know, obviously you know, you have massive followings, the two of you on TikTok. I was a follower before I ever knew you were on the show. And, you know, I'm curious, how did the show find you? Obviously, I know how I found you, but how did the show find you? Or did you find the show? Like, what was your journey to get on the show? So it was November, mid-November 2021. And it was a late night. It was like probably 10 o'clock, I think it was. And I get an Instagram DM from a casting agent. And I look at it first, and I look at this page, and I think this can't be real. And after doing some more <laughs> research, I was like, oh my goodness, this seems legit. Uh, I, we set up a phone call shortly after, and he asked me, who would you want as a teammate? And I instantly thought of Ethan, given that we're both TikTokers. I've known him for around a year and a half at this point, just for making content and you know talking back and forth on the interwebs. <laughs> and uh, um, I, I told him right then and there, the casting agent, I wouldn't want anyone else. So don't even try to pair me up with someone else. It's just it's Ethan <laughs> or no one else because uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't have fun with if it was some like stranger, and uh, a big part part of this for me was to have fun. So Ethan and I went through the casting pro process round after round, and eventually uh, got on the show. Amazing! I know it's it's so funny. Like everyone's journey is a little bit different, so it's it's always fun to know. But uh, but yeah, so you get cast on the show, and you know typically you know we would have the normal experience. It'd be episode one. You'd walk into the brick pit with everyone else. You'd get to see everything, you know, all the colors of the brick pit. Will Arnett, he's standing right there, you know, but for the two of you, we had a, like a very interesting introduction to the two of you at the end of episode three, Brick and Bull Ride Rodeo. And, um, you know, we see him say, Will says, we've got bigger challenges coming your way. A whistling sound comes over, you know, the, over, uh, you know, at least our TVs. We see, uh, we hear him say, builders, hold on to your horses because it looks like there's a new team in town. And the two of you bust through the saloon doors and uh, emerge onto the show. So obviously this sort of, you know, this is a huge departure to what we'd seen, uh, you know, previously with the first two seasons. And this was a, such a fun, like big, bold introduction for the two of you. So what was this whole experience like? Uh, you know, coming into the show in this way. Unexpecting is a a, a good word to use because we kind of expected quite a, to, quite a surprise. Yeah, it was like, yeah. oh, interesting. Uh, because with our expect, like we were expected to be in episode one, but once we were told this idea, I was like, okay, do we have a choice? <laughs> but after, <laughs> <laughs> um, but really walking through those saloon doors, I just one of my favorite. Oh, one of the. I don't want to, one of the weirdest moments was walking through and it was just so overwhelming seeing everyone's reactions and uh, just walking up to next to Amy, Jamie, uh, and Will Arnett. And it was so like, it was so overwhelming that I forgot my name. It was the craziest thing. It was a good minute and a half, <laughs> two minutes. Uh, Will Arnett keeps on saying, 
and who are you guys? Uh, and I'm like, up, up, up. What? <laughs> but yeah, I eventually took, got it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was very the uh, the rest of the cont- contestants. Their reaction was very overwhelming, and I think it was just like the cameras and the lights all at once. It was a big shock. I mean, everyone was at first very very excited and very happy to see us. Um, they ended up having to retake. <laughs> their reaction because they were too happy to see us mm-hmm. and um i guess that uh, wasn't what the uh producers or the director wanted mm-hmm. um so they had to do a little little retake, yeah. which i thought was i thought that was pretty funny but um <laughs> i remember when ethan forgot his name just standing next to him whispering my name is ethan <laughs> that's your name ethan <laughs> and just like shaking you my should have gone like, first. <laughs> i should have gone first i don't know why i didn't go for well you have more followers at least i didn't sure trip why, but uh, at least I didn't <laughs> at least <trip>. yeah <laughs> you, you yeah. didn't trip i i doubt they showed that but it was um will giving us the beginning line for us and eventually after a minute and a half and me just being like wow i, I this is happening but it's also hilarious that's, that's my partner after that minute, <laughs> that's my partner neither the artisan and i said i wouldn't do it with anyone else look at me <laughs> <laughs> but um after a minute and a half ethan remembered who he was and maybe his life flashed before his eyes yeah. who knows but <laughs> but uh we eventually we set our lines and we go with the rest of the cast and that was our introduction ah oh, that's amazing did you like have any um, sense like even which episode this finally was or like you know how much did yes. you have context of what was happening we knew it was the end of episode three and we'd be building on episode four uh, we were backstage for the entire time so we heard the grandpappies be eliminated which was pretty um it was a little sad you know it does it's, we, we would have liked to have been able to had a chance to build in challenges with the rest of the team the rest of the contestants that were eliminated prior but is what it is. I remember, I can't remember who said it, but it was, um, you know, he, he described it as the grandpappies got eliminated. He said it as like out with the old in with the new, which I thought was, um, yeah, it is like that. Damn. (laughs) I was like, okay, then, huh? It it do be like that. Um, but we ended up, uh, getting to see Patrick before. Yeah. And I think we both, we, I think we got to see Carrie and Patrick before they, um, were flown back home, kind of gave them the rundown and said our goodbyes and, that will we'll try to do a good job for them. And it was nice. It was sweet. Yeah. Well, and obviously there was all this, you know, you know, this crazy introduction, this like, uh, you know, you're sort of interest. you were introduced as like the young guns coming onto the scene. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they said, uh, I think I have a, I have a quote here, a couple of teens who love Lego and we're here to win this thing. And I feel like that was so much like, uh, the character, you know, that you both portrayed on the show was like, we got something to prove. We're going to, you know, take yeah. it down, you know, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Was that, um, was that just like your enthusiasm for finally getting your chance? You know, was it, uh, just kind of part of the, the saloon characterization? <laughs> In all honesty, it's what they told us because we couldn't come up with any one-liners for ourselves. We're not writers. We, we, we make TikToks. So we had a little bit of help coming up with things to say and just a few ideas. And that's what we workshop and ended up coming up with. So um, it sounded good at the time. Yeah, I was time. like, oh, that sounds fun. I would that never say all right. it in my, my personal life, but it yeah. was like, it works for TV. <laughs> it, it works. It works. So we ended up going along with that. And it seemed to be a pretty memorable entrance yeah, quote. For sure. Um, You know, but obviously there was a lot of uh, mixed reactions, at least that, that we saw on the show from the contestants. Yes. You know, there was this whole you know, these kids are skipping the line. The rookies need to, you know, earn their place. So it was, I believe from the Stevens, you know, so like 
Did you feel, I guess, going now, now we're going into episode four. Did you feel some of that pressure, you know, like sort of Absolutely. just on the two of you? Yes. Like at, yeah, it, was, the, it was the craziest thing. He was on. Yeah. He was on because we, we had this, uh, this extra time to essentially prepare ourselves and uh, have these big expectations on our shoulders. But we also don't have three episodes worth of experience and learning the brick pit and understanding it and getting a rundown for it. Um, and uh, time management really, I feel like kicked our butts in, that, in, our, in our first challenge, that and not knowing the brick pit. Uh, because we spent, you know, the last couple, like the last week, not really doing much other than just waiting for our appearance. Um, so by the end of episode four, uh, our legs were shredded and super sore just from <laughs> running back and forth trying to get an idea of the brick pit and not spending too much time wasting time but we we wasted a lot of time yeah. running back and forth <laughs> i think we i think we ran a good marathon and a half during that challenge <laughs> one thing that we should have done uh we were uh like we were in the like with the contestants in episode one, but we were sent to another uh, hotel for about nine days until the end of episode three. And one thing we should have been doing in those nine days was exercising and mentally and physically preparing ourselves mm -hmm. for this moment. A rocky. I think what we needed was a rocky training montage to <laughs> yeah. prepare ourselves for the physical aspect of it. Um, yeah. yeah training our fingers and mm -hmm. our legs running was, a lot it's like it was so tense too it was, it was so cool mm -hmm. it's like overwhelming it's like uh it's funny because uh uh all the, the lego master moms like emily would remind us drink water drink water and i was like it would be five hours later i'm like i haven't even taken a sip of water <laughs> <laughs> yes oh my gosh i feel like those are the little things you probably just forget because you're so like in the heat of the competition of it all but you mentioned you, know, you had some you had some time before your appearance but also you know some a little bit of time before the show to prepare what did you do to get ready for the competition overall so one thing like i guess with us we've kind of been preparing our entire lives for this moment but the, <laughs> yeah. the couple of months before uh we've been like really looking at tips and bricks and just a, a lot of lego mocks online especially motors we're just googling lego motors for dummies dot com um and we've been just watching as many uh tutorials about motors techniques parts usage uh because it's really we're trying to find ways to stand out and prove ourselves <laughs> <laughs> yeah that and when it comes to this competition um the judges love a good motor function and it's something ethan and i didn't really touch too much on prior to our uh i guess lego masters experience because you know we're not big technic guys we're dealing more our strengths is in uh, storytelling and characters and creatures and you don't i mean you can use motors but also motors are one pretty expensive and hard to get hard to acquire if you don't know where to find them so we didn't have too much experience with them so we definitely i i know i spend most of my time during that week just practicing as much as i could and hoping nothing went wrong which is you know foreshadowing <laughs> but <laughs> um, we also watched a lot of other seasons of Lego Masters, such as the Australian. I remember Ethan and I definitely, we both binge watched that for a good week. I think I binge watched like the first three seasons in like a week. <laughs> is crazy. Um, which I definitely helped with the inspiration aspect, just getting ideas and getting the ball rolling on. Oh yeah, things. exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, then let's jump into episode four. This is your first real challenge on the show out on a limb, the treehouse challenge. And, you know, uh, you, you had the branches of imagination was your eventual build. Um, but I feel like, you know, this was like uh, the first thing we hear you say is that, you know, Lego Masters, you say this down, Lego Masters is the first opportunity for us to be on our own. And, you know, I guess, do you mean like 
totally on your own? Like, had you never been away from home? You know, like sort of like talk me through sort of like what was going through your mind, you know, kind of just being on this new adventure. Yeah. So at the time, um, <clears throat> Ethan and I were 18 and I was 19. So it, it, this was our first real time being out on our own, uh, out on our own with like a uh, little to know. We had, you know, we had contact with our parents, but it's not like they were, you know, down the street and you're at a slumber party at a friend's house. This was, <laughs> you know, in a whole other state. So it was definitely, um, a, a, definitely a, a change of pace life experience for us. That uh, I think neither of I will, neither of us will forget. But uh, yeah, it was, it was very, very different. It wasn't like scary. It was just more so just different mm -hmm. yeah that's yeah honestly the same thing with with me it was like it was kind of like it was like an adventure it was like a, a lego adventure it was, yeah. it was like it was like <laughs> our little lego adventure it was fun but it was it's like <laughs> yeah, it had its ups and downs it's like what's an adventure when it doesn't have good things bad things and ugly things <laughs> <laughs> for sure well you know this was a fun concept um from the two of you so i'm curious you know how did you arrive at this concept? Because obviously it's not like you'd ever built in a real tree before. No, yeah. So for the challenge, we had to build in a real live tree and have multiple builds around that, such as a main structure and then a few side builds. So I'm trying to think of, just so long ago, I'm trying to think of what we workshopped up until getting to that idea. But I, I feel like it was, we got to that idea fairly quickly. And uh, what our build was, it, the base was, you know, a tree house with our four characters and a few items in there things that would be in like a tree house it was more of a clubhouse and um with each character the four of them they had their own imagination bubble with um an adventure taking place so we had a you know a pyramid we had a rocket ship we had a pirate ship had a castle um all on their own branches with little clouds around them to, you know, get the idea that this is their imagination. This is where they come to play. And that's where the name um, uh, mag Branches of Imaginations mm -hmm. comes from. Yeah. One thing that was fun about that, like, you know, we there's a lot of trial and error with that challenge. Uh, and one thing that I yes, was really happy yes, with uh, how we came up with the idea is uh, I would write uh, in that first two minutes, I would write down three ideas. Don would write down three ideas. And after that, two, three minutes, we would kind of uh, collaborate our ideas and come with that middle idea that kind of was similar to both of our ideas combined, which I thought that was, uh, it's a great technique with coming up with an idea if you ever don't have any or get builder's yeah. block. <laughs> well, we, we see it later in the, in the season. <laughs> so a lot of people could have used that tip, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, this was, um, it, uh, you know, obviously you had castle, you had the pyramid, the pirate ship, the spaceship, this, you know, at least to me as a, as a Lego fan feels like some of the iconic classic themes, you know, I know yes. you're, you're, you're big into the classics. Was that something you were trying to do or a happy accident? Absolutely. If we, <laughs> it was a, it was a, like a nod to like the four classic themes, or at least the three classic themes and then a little a spice of Johnny Thunder from Adventurers, <laughs> um, which, you know, I feel like a lot of kids from our generation, not so much this generation now, uh, would, you know, would go out and actually play outside and imagine these worlds and uh, these things to play with. So uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Definitely doing those throwback call outs, those ideas. Mm -hmm. So that based on like nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. Yes, nostalgia. Well, you know, one of the fun things about this episode was that your build also was animated. So there was like a whole animated. That you know, was a huge uh, honor to have it, one of our <laughs> builds get animated and um, how that came to be was uh, they just really liked it and it, it just worked out because we had, you know, character, oh, these, you know, brick built characters. So it was very easily easy for the animators to animate. So we were given a little bit of a script, read that off to get the storyline going. 
and uh, it came out so well, and I'm, I'm so like honored and proud that it got animated because it was one of my favorite films from the I, show. I I 100 agree because it's like it's so cool to it's like it's relatable. It's like everyone has been a kid, everyone has had imagination, and it's so cool that you could put anyone like you put yourself as one of those kids and have your own imagination, which is really cool. Even one thing that I was really happy with is our we had a little dog in his own little imagination with a bunch of sausages. That was really fun to to build. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but to, for our build to get animated, it was really cool. It's like, it's kind of like, uh, the, you know, how I make content is I create the audio first, then kind of create the content. And it was kind of similar with like making a TikTok video was I, we created the audio and then, uh, it got animated, which is the coolest thing. It was the coolest thing to see, like something you put so much time and effort into get brought to life and then that, na- and then aired on national television. That was a big honor. It was really cool. I know. I feel like, um, you know, a lot of times with these reality shows, you like want to get, you know, a s- certain like of those highlights, those like the things you like go on the show for. And I feel like getting your build, you know, animated, hopefully winning a challenge, maybe the golden brick, like there's a few like bucket list items. And so to see that your build was animated just in this first episode, is kind of a fun one. Obviously, you know, um, you know, and you don't know when you, you know, turn it in to the judges that it's going to, you know, be chosen. So that's a pretty fun honor for sure. And you got a lot of really positive, you know, um, you know, feedback on this one. You know, the the judges were really excited about it. Was it intimidating to finally face the judges? You know, like I said, you had a, you had a whole extra week just to stew about what they mm-hmm. might think of your builds. How was this first judging? It was uh, it went well. It was definitely pretty intimidating because you know it's really easy to get lost in thought of. Uh, they could say this, they could say that, but uh, you essentially have to just mute those noises in your mind and just be like, well, if they don't like it, they don't like it. If they do, they do. And <laughs> they give you feedback, work on it and uh, try try to get it to a point where they do like it. And um, But no, they it was our first build was received very well, which was a huge honor. And um, it was really cool. They, they seemed to really like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was like really cool. Overwhelming. Again, I'll end up saying that <laughs> word a lot, Yeah, uh, but yeah. it was so cool to, especially to with like, Amy being Amy and she, she kind of, she tall. <laughs> she do be tall. <laughs> yes. Um, I, that's what I've always heard. Um, is that, that, uh, cause I've only ever talked to her over video conference. So I've never, uh, gotten to see that, uh, in person, but, uh, but so, you know, this was a top two build your first challenge out on the scene. You know, you didn't have the experience. You were running back and forth like a madman. There was that whole clip of you, Dom, you know, running back and forth to the brick pit. Yeah, I, I ended up, uh, <laughs> I got yelled at because I was going too fast twice. <laughs> Me and Dom <laughs> were like the stuff. flash just running across. I remember flash, I think yeah. it was the docks of Austin and Justin. Uh, they were like, whoa, <laughs> don't <laughs> It's like, because. <laughs> Slow <so> down. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I remember getting a. Uh, scalded for running too fast which i thought was pretty funny but hey the clock's running so I'm yeah on, so we can <laughs> yeah. do about it, <laughs> it, was, it was fun because they had uh, to roll the cameras over like the little lights they had these little uh sh- like plastic sheets or whatever yeah they're uh, like acrylic yes sheets of acrylic so the gimbals can roll over uh, edges without like bumping too much or having too much of a dip um and those don't have they're they're kind of slippery so we ran across them at like full speed at about a half a dozen times before being told not to do that because we could <laughs> slip and really hurt ourselves so the heads up six times after doing that was really appreciated so <laughs> <laughs> i got to where i was yeah. just jumping of them and kind of doing like ah! just jumping <laughs> it was fun <laughs> 
Well, they tried to tell you sooner, but they couldn't catch you, you know, so <laughs> exactly. They, 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 we're, they we're tried. Just too fast. We're too fast. <laughs> but, my, but I was saying you landed in the top two, you know, was this a big surprise? You know, like, how did it, how did it feel to sort of get recognized in that sort of way? But to get the top two in our first challenge was definitely a surprise. I didn't think we'd, um, to be honest, I had a lot of self-doubt in our first build and I thought we were going to bottom two and barely skip by. Uh, but to get top two was, I think my facial expression showed it clear as day. I was very like, we just got here slow down you know like, <laughs> we're not that good yeah <laughs> i mean we hold our own but i didn't think we were top two worthy but it was, mm -hmm. definitely was an honor and a privilege but um i think our id our the idea of our build really sold it and it was a lot of fun i, I mean it's i had the same thoughts as dom is like did we have enough because if me and dom were to rebuild it i feel like we would have executed it in a different way uh same story and all but it was really it was really awesome and shocking to hear our names as top two. It's like, what could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, foreshadowing. Uh, like yeah, right. Like you said, you know, you know, the, a journey has the good, the good and the bad. And so why don't we move on then to episode five? This was the Brookminster dog show. You had Steel the long-haired dachshund. And I'm curious, you know, obviously there was that whole crazy sprint to get the collars. Uh, did you know did, did you um were you always shooting for this you know collar for this dog uh in the rigmarole of all that and i feel like wasn't it you ethan who sort of was like caught in the fray talk to me about that. <laughs> oh yeah okay so i remember uh there was a line of a so you hear like there's a countdown to grab the collars and uh i hear nick one like our okay so our original idea was to grab the corgi and yes. then i hear nick oh he wanted the Corgi because he did this whole emotional story that is relatable to his Twitch. And I was like, oh, I can't. I, he did the little puppy dog eyes, and I, I just couldn't not. I couldn't take the Corgi from Nick. No, he gave so, us puppy dog, dog eyes. Right. I don't think it was exactly that, but uh, he, he expressed his feeling towards how bad he really wanted that mm -hmm. Corgi and how it would have been not a cool guy Dom move to grab said Corgi from him. So um, continue, Ethan. I, but I remember hearing that i told them i i can't take this from him uh so i was like let's grab the <laughs> dotson uh and i remember uh, my goal was just to be the first one there and i remember once it hit once the countdown hit zero i just bolted and i i think it was like a bright orange color was it a bright orange color i believe it was but i remember i grabbed it i was like haha then steven over here crash i'm like he just comes like uh, comes over on top <laughs> and he just I do a little spin move at the last second where I kind of get nicked, but then just right before my eyes, everything just crashes. It could have gone horribly, crash, gone horribly wrong. Crash. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. You, you definitely escaped. I see it as like in like Raiders of the Lost Ark where Indiana Jones is running from the boulder. Yeah. <laughs> you were Indiana Jones and crashed that boulder. And who knows where you would be had he crashed on you through that, that table that would have been uh <laughs> big ouchie big old boo -boo, yeah. big old no-no but uh yeah it could have been a very quick uh you know trip on lego masters for the two you know <laughs> oh look at that in. yeah i've been impaled <laughs> <laughs> well you know obviously it was so uh probably wild just to have all these dogs on set you know, what was your experience like building with Steel? Steel was honestly the best part about was, that episode. He was, a he was good like, boy, he was, he, he won that episode. Oh, he, he, 
he did he was the best of our team in that episode uh, he really was he did he awesome the best he did a good <laughs> like, job he was uh very well mannered very well behaved uh very compliant when we would take the measuring tapes to get his dimensions to get it you know as co- as close as possible for our build and uh overall i think yeah still did the best out of the three mm-hmm. of us on our team yeah. um <laughs> Uh, yeah, we were pretty we were pretty confident in our build, uh, building it. We did a lot of sculpting, but as the time ran out, we quickly hurried as much as possible to complete the back, and that involved a lot of bricks. A lot of bricks weigh quite a bit, and uh, I ended up building the legs, and I probably could have engineered them to be a little bit more sturdier, but um, as viewers saw at home, as we get ready to walk said dog... Uh, the legs uh, collapsed on themselves due to, I think, the weight of the rest of the dog. And, uh, you know, his legs, his shoulders were held in by, I think, three pins, uh, which <laughs> I'm not good with technic. Um, <laughs> the problem with it, this episode was we got too comfortable. That's like, yeah, that's honestly we, the biggest mistake with not only Lego building, but like with content creating and all that. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you are comfortable, you are not pushing yourself enough. So if anyone... Uh, in a future season of Lego Masters, that is one thing to focus on is never, uh, never get too comfortable with a build. Yeah, I, I think what it was is that we got so uh, we got too comfortable with that first challenge getting us top two that we didn't. Uh, I think we maybe cut a little too many corners or our uh, got got too comfortable and didn't take enough precautions or didn't test enough. So definitely word of advice. If you get a big win, the challenge before uh, go back to square one. Because you want to do all the double testing, check it, check it, check it, make sure your build techniques are flawless, especially yeah. when it involves pa- walking Paulus. the dog down the pa- Paulus. Paulus. <laughs> Ethan, you're a genius. You should write for SNL. <laughs> I, I, can, I can write Will Arnett's uh, jokes. <laughs> you can write Will Arnett's jokes. There you go. Use new writer. Yeah, so there's a whole segment about your confidence in this episode. And um, I have it in here, here in my notes. Um, you said, uh, you know, we're some big competitors. And there was a, there was like a little uh, ditty. You said, yo, I'm Ethan and I'm Dom and we build Lego all night long. And, I forgot about uh, that. That was our, fun. I, was, I, remember, I remember before like seeing the episode, I was like, that was one of my moments that I was like, I want uh, the show to have that little part. Cause like, that would be awesome. <laughs> I was like, it was, it was pretty and funny. Seeing that in the episode was the, it was like, yes, I, I it, was, it was really cool to see that. <laughs> so you can find the rest of our rap career on uh, SoundCloud. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Ethan and I are going to become Lego rappers. So stay tuned for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but in all, in all seriousness, it was, I'm really glad that that made it on the show. Cause it was so just like the spur of the moment. It just happened. And it, sounded not horrible so we were pretty <laughs> proud of it <laughs> yes i think that should at least be a tiktok sound that you guys use you know for future builds. That. probably <laughs> that'd be cool yeah clip it um but yeah so obviously this was you know quite a you know an experience to walk the dog down the dog walk and you know you have you go to put the collar on the legs break the head falls off you know talk me through what it was like in that moment you're literally about to walk on you know, what, you know, kind of what was that like for you? Well, it was, uh, I mean, my knees were weak, my palms were sweaty, and there was bricks in my hands already. And I was nervous, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, uh, it was frightening. It was terrifying. And I was like, wow, well, we're gonna get illuminated on our second challenge. <laughs> this, this is not good. Um, <laughs> I remember one thing, uh, when everything all happened, I was like, do I, 
like, cause Dom kind of hurried in and kind of tried to build it back together. And I was, I remember thinking, do I go in and help him or do I step back and get out of his way? Cause I was like, what, is this a one person job or a two person job? And I remember taking a step back and just letting, taking a breather and trying to calm him down uh, to put the legs back on before the, uh, before we, <laughs> I guess the time ran out. Yeah. And, and yeah, it was like five minutes left and then it's like less than one minute or else you're completely disqualified. We mm-hmm. hear Will say on the show and, you know, you end up just carrying it, uh, you know, down yeah. the dog walk. So, you know, so talk me through just like what that was like, you know, getting sort of the feedback, you know, on this challenge. To put so much time and effort into a bill for it to just last, like just the last minute just fall apart was really just heart, like heartbreaking and gut wrenching. So, but uh, all we could do is just hold our heads high and just go out with what we had left and just hope for the best. And that's, I think that's what we did. I mean, it looked very well and it looked pretty good all things considered after the fact that it fell apart so but uh i kind of knew at that point well this is it this is not the way i wanted to go out but here we are uh so the judge they gave us their feedback they looked around the dog um they knew they i I remember them mentioning that they really liked the aesthetic of the dog prior to judging so i had that kind of helping my confidence a little bit but uh overall i knew things were not looking good for us yeah one of my like moments that my biggest Lego master regret was I wish I, I was the one, I believe I was the one walking steel and I wish I would have picked up steel. And uh, as Dom was carrying the Lego steel, I was carrying uh, the, uh, the real steel <laughs> and <laughs> I wish I would have carried them just like Dom was and just tell the judges, Oh, he just didn't feel like walking today. <laughs> oh yeah. That would have been good. Maybe uh, if, if steel wouldn't walk, then your dog didn't have to. Um, uh, no, I mean, and listen, like, like you said, the build for this one was really great. I mean, the shaping, especially like around the face and all the fur detail, like there was like, there was so much going for this build. Obviously that's where the show sort of takes it up another notch, adds another layer with the walking and the, and that sort of durability challenge, if you will, um, to add the technical component. So this unfortunately landed the two of you in the bottom two. Um, and you know, uh, and I, I have to imagine, like, like you said, Don, like you're probably seeing your Lego master's life flash before your eyes, but yeah, you weren't the ones to go home this time around. So, so, you know, coming out of this challenge, how did you psych yourself up to go into episode six? It was definitely, uh, it humbled us quite a bit. So we definitely went into this new challenge just being like, all right, we can't, that is not happening again. Ain't no way. Uh, If we got to test something or if is it, you know, if it's encouraged to test, we're testing it 10 times. You know, we're we're definitely going to take extra precautions and measures and not hold things up with one or two pins. (laughs) But um, (laughs) we definitely went into the next challenge, um, strategizing and really planning our build for the beginning and the after effect. Once it's all done, how it's going to hold up, how it's going to look in that challenge, which... one thing with like, I remember the thought process. I remember I was thinking our next build has to be sturdy since this was our weak point in the mm-hmm. last episode. Yeah. And not a dog. <laughs> yes. Hopefully it wouldn't be another dog challenge. I mean, odds were good. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, the next challenge was a fun one. Episode six, Pirate Ships Ahoy. Um, you know, I have to imagine that the two of you are pretty excited when they announced this one. Yes. Pirate ships are cool. They're a staple of Lego history with the uh, classic pirate theme. So I was looking forward to that. And it was our first, I mean, it's my first opportunity to actually build a big pirate ship from scratch. So that was a lot of fun. And this was a story-driven challenge. And uh, we, you know, we came off of a, 
you know, a bottom two finish. So we're looking forward to make our work our way back up with yeah, this challenge. For sure. Uh, I remember what, like pirate ships are awesome. I like Dom said, it's a staple. Like it's, it's just so cool to like pirate ships are really cool. I mean, it's like, it's a, a big boat with sails. Uh, and I remember thinking <laughs> we are not going to uh, build in reddish brown, even though that's an iconic pirate ship. We just built a, a dog in reddish brown. We have to come up with an uh, another color. <laughs> that's where yeah. we decided uh, let, let's build a tan pirate ship. Yes. Well, little did, did you know, and I didn't know this until after the season, the tan is uh, Amy's least favorite color. Did you know? Oh, that? I didn't know that. Yeah. I uh, I ended up finding that out after the season, which I I, I, I remember now in season two, I think it was mentioned. But uh, I mean, it wasn't just all tan. We had for some sure, colors. For and, sure. <laughs> I mean, and, and with our story, if it was, if the pirate ship, was brown it definitely would have affected the look of our monkeys and that's something we worried about so yeah that was a big push on not to go brown but uh i don't know why you're hating brown yo brown is all uh, i mean tan i don't know why amy be hating on tan it's a great color i mean we got the adventure <laughs> it's not, sets we it's got all right. indian jones sets we got star wars sets great you know buildings i mean look at the what was it the empire state building that that building is just tan and it's a great set <laughs> give, great give us more dark uh give us more dark turquoise on the brick pit and i will build a dark turquoise pirate ship <laughs> yes yeah sure. we, that's, we totally that's a good one that. yeah the that dark turquoise is like my, one of my favorite lego colors so mm, i'm, it's I'm our definitely favorite with you LEGO color I have dark Ooh. turquoise Lego earrings are my favorite. Oh, perfect. I think we're, we're all bonded over that. But, uh, you know, we part of the turquoise. part of the fun of this episode was Monkey Gate. You know, you're building monkeys. Yes. Nick and Stacy are building monkeys. So what was that? That was, like? I think, I'd say the start of Nick and Stacy's rival started in episode um, four with getting top two. And then them wanting the Corgi. And then now they're copying, copying our build with the monkey ideas i i couldn't believe it i was just so shook <laughs> um i was like wow the audacity after you know what we just went through you're gonna throw this at us oh well just gives us another reason to build even better so we <laughs> built our monkeys uh yep. which you know they were a correct color they were brown I've, i i don't know about you michael but i've never seen a purple monkey in my entire life so <laughs> it matches you know, we nick's built, hair which is, is, it matches, is they were cool. nick monkeys <laughs> they were nick monkeys so we we built our monkeys and uh we built our story around the monkeys with the mad scientists and essentially the story of our build is that uh uh, a captain, I think I can't remember his name. I have it here, actually. The SS Potassium with Captain Blubber and go. his crew are attacked by giant monkeys. All of a sudden, a science monkey comes out of a crate and gives the monkeys potions that enlarge them to give them a fighting chance against Captain Blubber and his crew. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> so that was <laughs> This is story. why I take notes. <laughs> we, we, uh, genius. Um, but uh, I remember, uh, I don't think it made it on, but Amy and Jamie were very critical of us very early on to the build because um, our initial plan was to just get a pirate ship done, go a story from there, which wasn't the smartest idea because once they came, <laughs> I mean, they they were the, they first visit us very early. I think we were the first ones to get visited uh, by the judges in that challenge. So we didn't have much done to begin with. I mean, we just started building our pirate ship. We didn't even have the foundation uh, uh, done yet. So they start uh, 
be like, well, where's your story? Where's your story? We're like, we're working on that. We just want to get a pirate ship done and then go from there. Uh, but eventually we get a, we get a story down and they, they critique that, like why the monkey's so big. So I was like, well, um, that's a great question. We'll get back to you on that. And that's where the <laughs> scientist monkey comes in with the, with the enlarging potions. So um, we go, we, you know, we get all that done. And um, I think most of that, those critiques, I think most of them get cut from that episode. It wasn't a big deal, but uh, it definitely put a lot of stress and press pressure on us in that challenge. And I'm going to say from my memory, it, this was the challenge out of all of them that I felt the most pressure on just from the judge's critiques because it just seemed like they weren't really buying into our story mm -hmm. or our monkeys. I, I, but, um, I totally agree. That This was the most, out of all the challenges, this was the most stressful challenge. Um, I build most, I don't really build minifigure scale often, especially when you, it's a story driven challenge. And I remember thinking like, I, I really wanted to build some large characters and, or something that's kind of was my style, but minifigure scales. And I remember, uh, like our monkeys weren't big enough and they wanted kind of a reason why those monkeys are so big. Um, and that was one thing with like thinking, what, what do we do? Panic set in. Ah! Uh, <laughs> science monkey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we came down to science monkey. Yeah. And it worked. <laughs> Barely. <Yes. laughs> you, you, you had to come up with something and, and, and you, you know, of course you, you come up with something to tie it together. And I did sort of laugh at like, when you were, when you said science monkey, it almost was like, um, like the different Smurfs or something like that. Like there's regular monkeys and there's science monkeys. Um, so yeah, I loved that though. It was very funny. And you know, the one thing I'm sort of like, you know, when we rehash some of this, what's sort of dawning on me is that maybe the judges just really hate chaos in builds because, you know, we go to, yeah. we think, I was thinking about Austin and Justin and we, we talked to them last week about their final build and sort of like how the chaos of that build, they couldn't follow the story. And I sort of feel like that's like what was Amy's feedback to you as well. She said, lots of little stories, but you need to make sure the big story is clear. And so part of me wonders like, do Brickmasters just hate chaos? I guess that's actually a good point. One thing that I think we could have changed with the Pirate Ship Challenge was have a different title. Because if you notice with a lot of the the other ships is they had a longer title that kind of explained the story. Our, our, our title was kind of like, it's more of like a double meaning. It's like you have monkeys, but what is it? Are they taking over the ship? Uh, where are they coming from? So I think we could have had a longer title that kind of explained our story because I believe the, the, the pirate ships that did well were the ones that had a good story and of course built really well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, well, listen, this one was, you know, a, a very fun build. Uh, you know, not top two, not bottom two. To your point, I think you're you're building up that momentum again. We're, we're working our way up the ladder. Yeah, yes. Um, and so we're working our way back up the ladder and we go to episode seven, Camp Click-A-Brick. And this one was, you know, a very interesting premise. And the two of you, though, the, the hardest part was coming up with a concept. Builder's block, you know, like you said, you, you know, you should, you should have done your attack, your technique where you just write, you know, each your own list and you come together. <laughs> and that's the thing we did. But every time we, we did that, we, we had probably 10 to 12 ideas each written down and nothing was coming. There was, there was no, that's going to work or like, no, that's too close to a pre-existing thing. I mean, we were do, thinking about doing magic and wizards, but that's already Harry Potter's and we were yeah. told directly, yeah, it's not gonna fly. So <laughs> we're thinking and we're, you know, we're thinking, and I I put my head down and I'm thinking and I'm deep diving, and just the word monster comes to mind. Monster camp. The idea 
bulb lit up right above my head. <laughs> I've been told that they saw it in my eyes. <laughs> and we got to work on Monster Camp. So we spent uh, we, this hour, this this idea took probably like an hour, I think an hour and 15 minutes to get on the board. So immediately we got to work. We started writing down what we could add. So we we're like, we do a, a pool. We do a little cafeteria. Let's do a headquarters, cabins, a fireplace. Practice range, and then for our story, we need you know something you know larger in life, and we needed two motor functions. So that's where the mama monster comes into play, and she's you know waving her arms in the camp, and she's upset because like her baby be gone and something like that. And then we also had the tentacles swirling around in the pool, which was a lot of fun to do, and that was our first uh, power up challenge with motors. And uh, I ended up taking the lead on that, which was a lot of fun. And I was very proud of how those motors worked. As simple as they were, they worked. And that's all that mattered to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, we were we were praised upon uh, our color. This was a very colorful and fun to build build. It's Ethan's and I's favorite build from what we did on our Lego Masters run. And it still is today. And we hope to rebuild it by uh, probably this year. Maybe we'll start working on that. That would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, this one was a, was a crazy one. There's so many different components. You know, Ethan, like talk us through like all the different elements and like the details that I'm sure we didn't get enough time with on the show. One thing that I uh, was really proud of was that front gate that kind of like it screened Monster Camp. It's like it, it, you are in Monster Camp when you enter the mouth. And it was really cool that I believe we had like a red carpet, which was like the tongue as well. I was really happy with how that turned out. And one thing that was funny is one of the... Um, I forget who it was, but uh, someone uh, walked up to me and said, this might be close to uh, the cookie monster, but we'll yeah. just have to wait and see and see if that uh, we can work that out. Luckily, it was all good. That was not my intention. I was just thinking monster and I'll make it what I think of monster. I guess nostalgia of watching Whoa. the Sesame Street and the cookie monster, I guess, was in my head. Um, <laughs> but also something that was really cool was the the big monster headquarters the little monster house in the back i was really happy with how that turned out i i remember uh, uh i was i got like i spent a, a good amount of time i think it took about an hour and a half to two hours and i remember dom saying you need to hurry we gotta we got other things to do yeah and i remember <laughs> and i was like dumb wait this is going to be awesome <laughs> just 30 more minutes and I'm, I'm glad i did that um because i was really happy with how that turned out and also the little cafeteria in the the front right of it i was really happy with how that roof turned out because it was like a little monster styled cafeteria i was really happy with how that roof turned out uh with the bright yellow uh that was yeah. just something that was cool oh and another thing was i love the big bonfire in the middle i remember i used light that bricks was pretty cool uh i used four light bricks so okay so i first created this circle uh, that went all the way around. Then I uh, grabbed four light bricks. I grabbed a buttload of light bricks and uh, <laughs> and I uh, create this little bonfire that when you slide it in, it turns on the light bricks. It uses friction. So the batteries didn't die off when judging was present, uh, presented. So that was one thing that was like, wow, I even, I even impressed myself with that. <laughs> so um, it was, I guess uh, stress and anxiety really uh, allows you to have fun ideas. <laughs> yeah. Um, but those are just a few highlights. I love the little um, targets that Dom created. I remember he uh, created a little monkey just as from our past. A little reference, to have little... A little reference to the monkey. Mm -hmm. So it was really fun to kind of incorporate little Easter eggs from past builds. And um, yeah, I, I was really happy with the, I remember we had about 40, 
40 minutes left. And I remember all me and Dom worked on was foliage. And I, I love like this build included me and Dom's strengths, which were our terrain and foliage and character builds. And we kind of uh, combined our strengths together to create monster camp, which I was really happy with. That was, I liked that idea. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, ultimately, you know, kind of a little bit of spoiler alert, this, you know, it was a winning build, you know, a top two and your first win. And I feel like, you know, what I feel like the judges often are looking for is sort of who, like which build sort of epitomizes the challenge, like which sort of like who had the most fun and like took the, took the concept of the challenge to like the, to the end of, you know, the experience, like, like as far out as you could reach, that's how, you know, the winning build usually looks. And I felt like this was definitely a huge standout because like you said, you know, everything had that extra monster twist, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, your camp has a swimming pool, but does it also have a tentacle monster in it? You know, <laughs> uh, you know, your, your cafeteria, you know, has a little, uh, monster, you know, top with the eyes, you know, like it was, it was sort of like had it all those extra elements that just really filled out the scene in a monster centric way. And I feel like that's was such a standout and a really fun one. Um, my favorite thing is like they announced the two of you as winners and um, you just scream out, let's go, baby. You just like scream it like I'm sure. <laughs> let's go, baby. <laughs> Which I just, let's go, baby. That cracked me up. But what was it like, you know, to win? Obviously, you were working oh, your way back up, bottom two, two challenges ago, and now you're the winners. It was like so surreal and it was such an honor to be like, yes, this was like the, this was the challenge for us to win, regardless of what was at stake with, you know, mystery boxes. Um, it was what we put in and you know, the struggle in the beginning and the, the fact that we bounced from that, you know, loss of half an hour and an, an hour and 15 minutes loss of time. And the fact that we, you know, even got to, you know, the top two with this idea and this build was just so surreal and was like such a highlight of our like master's experience. It was, a, it was a lot of fun and just cool. Yeah. Really cool. I will say Austin and Justin's build was incredible. It was like, I, it was debatably either one could have, I could have seen being the winner. I mean, their totally. volcano was awesome. Uh, but just to like, to win this challenge is absolutely amazing. It's like, I remember, you know, getting on the show is just, uh, was a goal, but that next step was like, <laughs> can we win a challenge? And this was it. And I was, it was like, it was so exciting. I remember. And with the mystery boxes, uh, it was just so cool that there was a prize with this one. Uh, like yeah. usually when you win a challenge, you don't really get necessarily get a prize. You just, get bragging rights. That's, yeah. that's what you get from challenges. You get bragging rights and a little confidence boost. But uh, <laughs> with this one, there was there was something at stake. There was something to actually work for. And this was these two mystery boxes, one containing the golden brick and the other one containing 90,000 bricks. Uh, the thing is, if whoever were won this challenge, you don't get an actual pick. You would go into picking a box blind and then essentially give the other box to another contestant. So uh, we had a, we wanted the 90,000 bricks, which, spoiler alert, we ended up winning. And in the other box, yeah. the golden brick. And I'll, I'll get into my strategy a little bit. Uh, around the same time in this, epi in this um, uh, episode slash challenge, uh, we noticed Nick and Stacy and Greg, uh, Brendan and Greg were having trouble with their story and their builds from the Brickmasters. Uh, the Brickmasters definitely harped on both of them quite a bit, but more one more than the other, and that was Brendan and Greg. I was fairly certain that we would have to say goodbye to Brendan and Greg. And what would, you know, <clears throat> and then there's also the Golden Brick at play. With this being a competition, this is a, you know, this is a game. And uh, we knew that if someone got sent home that also got one of the prizes, 
like the golden brick in the rules, the golden brick doesn't come into play till the next challenge. So hypothetically, if Brendan and Greg were to be selected for bottom two and sent home and we gave them the golden brick, that means the golden brick would be out of play completely and no other team would have it for themselves. That was my strategy behind it. Yeah. Unfortunately, it did not work. <laughs> they, they, they decided to send no one home that challenge, which I thought was just poorly timed and a little bit of a backstab. But we know what? Hey, hey. I'm not worried about it anymore. Uh, <laughs> Ethan and I ended up uh, winning the golden. Uh, we ended up winning the 90,000 bricks. And I had my Oprah moment where I was throwing pieces around and we were super excited. Um, I know, Ethan, you have a fun story on why. <laughs> Another reason, a little fake cop-out reason why we picked Brendan and Greg. So so Brendan and Greg, we had a lot of fun moments. They were like our older brothers in a way. Like we, I remember we watched movies together and one night uh, we we ate sushi. And it was probably the best sushi I've ever had. Um, but I remember Amy was like, so so why did you pick Brennan and Greg uh, for the other box? I remember I just stare at, at her and just say, because they bought a sushi. <laughs> and everyone just started laughing. It was like such a reason. But little did they know there was a more maniacal plan behind it. I respected it. Yeah. Thank you. I, I got a lot of good feedback. Like that was actually a pretty smart strategy. And I was like, it was too bad. It didn't work, <laughs> which was, I mean, that was like, I guess a little out of my control, but Hey, it is what it is. Um, but overall it was a really fun challenge. And it was super, it was such a huge honor to, you know, win that prize and win the challenge. And for those wondering, no, we have not received our 90,000 bricks yet. They're on their way and we'll be getting them sometime later this year. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, and, and, and um, did you get to pick what the bricks would be? We did. Yes, it, we did. It was like, it, we, there was about, we got a parts uh, list with about 2,500 uh, parts and we got to choose a minimum quantity of 200 per part. Uh, we could choose thousands of parts if we wanted. Um, I know I got a lot of foliage parts, masonry bricks, uh, and just a whole As bunch of I. random parts. Uh, it's like, it was so cool to finally like be able to pick after many months of, uh, you know, after winning the challenge. So it was really nice to be able to pick the parts and just, I can't wait till we get them. I, I, I want to build something big. <laughs> <laughs> Such as a monster camp remake. Mon Who monster knows? camp. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. I mean, I think to your point, like there's some, there's certain pieces, especially like, you know, if you're in the Lego collecting community or if you know Bricklink, you know, the website or the online pick a brick that are very expensive, you know, did you, did you prioritize, like, how did you prioritize which pieces? Was it just ones you knew you'd need ones that were more expensive, you know, like, you know, uh, all those questions sort of went through my mind. <laughs> for, for me, it definitely was, um, there were base plates on there. So I knew I, if I ordered, I ordered like a thousand base plates. Wow. And then there were some, definitely like some bigger elements such as scaffolding, uh, larger plates, like 16 by 16 plates, which I know I always appreciate just because they cover so much space so quickly. Um, dark gray bricks, which I always appreciate for castle mocks and stuff, masonry bricks, foliage, um, uh, the two by two by I think eight scaffolding piece, which I like a lot. It has like handles on it so you can clip things to it. Um, and there's, there were also, what else did I get? A few minifigure parts, a few minifigure animals like sharks and stingrays. Sure. I got a couple hundred of those. I have 400 <laughs> stingrays coming. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with them, but Hey, I, I got them. But, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, uh, it was only like a kid in the cane store go wild essentially, I got a lot of tiles, a lot of dark orange, which is a pretty uncommon red color. 
but um yeah i mean and, and loads of other pieces that i mean i'm not going to bore you guys with but, but um but yeah. loads like <laughs> Ethan says you know bought loads of bricks but uh it was super fun and we're, we're, we're both looking very forward to uh those parts coming in you know yes. when when i was younger uh this is kind of a random story but when i was younger i had base plates and i kind of one night I remember I threw him like a Frisbee and it was like, whoa, this is awesome. So I have like a few base plates in my collection that are like the base plates are just chipped on the corners because <laughs> it was like a ninja star. It was like, wow, <laughs> I was about to just see it. Nice and I remember it, it would hit a tree and I need to get new base plates <laughs> because some of them are a little chipped. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the thing with a uh, thousand base plates is you could also tile your whole wall. That's I think that's I think that's yes. where my head goes. That, yes. that's what I would do. I uh, Ethan thought of the idea. Uh, a friend of our Joey, best model Joey, thought of the idea. He's like, "What if you just like wallpapered your wall with base plates?" I was like, "We hypothetically, I could do that, and I may just do that." I mean, because yeah. I got a thousand coming, might as well. I mean, <laughs> yeah. hey. Oh my gosh! Oh, really nice cool. Be a really cool backdrop. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! I just like. <laughs> put a bunch on the ceiling and like what was his name oh the famous artist that, yeah uh, artist leonardo that, da vinci um, michelangelo you know, michelangelo yeah <laughs> one of the, be the lego michelangelo <laughs> <laughs> i can be michael i can be the lego michelangelo angelo and just have like i go to the conventions and people notice hey, dom do you have lego studs in your eyes and he was like yes yes i do i was putting dots arts on my ceiling <laughs> making like a chandelier above your bed make a just... chandelier above my head yeah yeah, yeah. when at four o'clock at at night it just falls and you wake up and like oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well i can't wait to see those tiktoks when you get them because you know from the pieces it sounds like you're gonna get a pallet i, I can't imagine it's gonna yes. be a box um but uh i can't wait for all that um and you know but of course we are on to our next episode um and which is episode eight mini golf masters and Oof. this one you know was definitely a pretty crazy challenge um, you know, you know, what was your thoughts when you first got the challenge? And, you know, obviously it sounds like, you know, part of the goal is to pay homage to the adventurers theme. Did this yes, concept come quickly to you? Um, not exactly. We definitely workshop it quite a bit. We thought of a underground dwarf mine where the ball would Ooh. eventually fall into a mine cart, but it just, to us, it sounded way too complicated given the eight <laughs> hours we were given. So we had to kind of dumb it down a little bit. Um, so we ended up going with the Jungle temp Temple Adventure theme, which was a lot of fun. And, and yes, it was very heavily adventurous inspired, but uh, the, yeah, it was uh, quite the challenge. I, again, took uh, priority getting the power functions built and done for this challenge. And um, I think, uh, can you can you read off what, what our build was that we said told of the judges for the viewers? All right. It says it's a par three. You have to find the key in this dangerous temple. You're going to hit the ball. It'll go up this little conveyor belt, drop down, shoot towards the treasure room, out the treasure room and into the hole. Yes. So I'd like to mention that uh, there was no mention that it would par three was a thing. It was just at first it was just build a course. Had we known <laughs> Will would have appreciated a hole-in-one, we definitely could have designed it to be a hole-in-one like such. Uh, but that was, I think, just a lack of communication on a few people's part. It is what it is. Uh, it was definitely <laughs> a lot of fun to build. I mean, Ethan and I have never built anything like that prior. And uh, I think the end results was pretty, pretty menacing. It was definitely, I believe, the tallest build in the room. And it definitely was biggest. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, and it just, it looked really cool. It yeah, pretty, honestly, pretty cool. it's not like, I'm really happy with how that build turned out. Like, uh, I mean, it was our, like we gave it 110%. I would do a few things differently now looking at the rest of the room. I think we put, uh, but uh, 
with, overall with the, how we built that thing, I mean, it was, it worked. And at one point, like I'm satisfied because we finished it. It worked. We saw it work. And at judging, it just, it didn't. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm satisfied with how, like, that's, I was really happy with that build. And it was our biggest build, which is really cool. And it was really cool to see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, like, you know, when you've done something you've never done before, you know, you have a line down where you say, I'm learning as I go, putting a lot of faith in these motors. And then later you say, I wish I had pivoted now, um, which I thought was a funny line. Um, but yeah, I mean, to your point, like when you've never done something before, you know, I always say this isn't the competition of, well, what could Ethan and Dom build when they have all the time in the world and, you know, they can really sit down and troubleshoot it a million times and, and finesse it and all that sort of stuff. It's to your point, it was eight hours. You know, this is the, sh one of the shortest, if not like mm -hmm. I think eight hours was the shortest challenge, you know, that yeah. you had, you know, or that any of them had, this one was nine hours. It's going back. Nine to hours. But still nine hours is like the second shortest challenge, you know, in the whole competition. So, I mean, to do something like that in such a short time, it's, it's quite an undertaking. Um, but this was mm -hmm. a really fun one. You know, to your point, you had all these great details um, all over the um, the whole entire mountain. There's all these flowers and foliage, you know, so I can see, you know, like you mentioned, Ethan, you love that stuff. So mm -hmm. you can see like the love in the build, um, which is just like really exciting. Um, and uh, maybe a few monkeys. Oh, a few monkeys, of course. We yeah, we built some monkeys. We need those monkeys. <laughs> and then, you know, but obviously we saw in that treasure room, there was like a color sensor component. We see the gem pop out sort of, you know, you know, in error, talk, talk me through what you think went wrong with like that component. of So the there were a few takes where Will kept hitting the door and on the other side was the gem. So during testing all like I grew up playing mini golf quite a bit. So it was no challenge for me to get the ball into the treasure room to activate the color sensor to uh, to trick the door into activating and then hitting the ball out the back. And then when the door flips, the gem is then revealed as the treasure, as if the story is over. There was our little story component component to the uh, the whole adventure. What I think it was is uh, Will took one, maybe two, three too many shots at hitting the door, and it would bounce back out because I think he would just hit it too hard. Um, and that loosened the gem, causing it to detach mid-swing of the door, which uh, jammed the component, which in back, looking back at it, I'm sure I probably could have re-engineered to either making it uh, a more sturdy build or maybe having the gem be revealed a different way. But uh, it was nine hours and uh, yeah. the time was, mm -hmm. the, it, it was not a lot of time to build a mini golf course. And uh, I know that, again, the judge critiqued us on not having enough built, which we try, we would try hard not to look around the room. So we didn't like imitate other builds, which I feel like looking at this challenge, maybe we should have, um, <laughs> because I feel like we only had, I mean, we had the treasure room and the main temple and that was about it for our build. I mean, I, I think it definitely would have benefited, benefited us had we built more just decorative tree stuff. But again, like I said, nine hours is not a lot of time. I know. And, you know, it's like, um, you know, you're, you're sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if you had focused on yeah. other things, your mechanism probably wouldn't have gotten finished. And then you would have, you know, got dinged on the play versus on the aesthetics or, you know, like, so, you know, it's one of those things where you can't probably second guess yourself too much. You know, you, you did the best you could yeah. with the information you yeah. had at the time, given the constraints, all those sort of things. And it's in some ways, like, I, I, I think you at least got to go out feeling like you put forth, like you were saying, Ethan, like something that you were proud of. And, 
and you you should be proud of it. I mean, that was a massive mountain. The conveyor belt, you know, is so much fun. Like there's all these different components that I feel like, you know, you can look back on it. And of course, like, you know, the coulda, woulda, shouldas, you know, I'm sure pop up, but at oh, least yeah. it wasn't like, um, you know, like, like you said in episode five, you know, sort of like talking back to that, like if you had gone home because of a bill that broke, you know, that you didn't even get to like put forward sort of the full vision of, I think you might've been almost a little bit, probably more upset than the fact that like you did get to put forward a full vision and one, there's one component that could have been a little more, you know, uh, that could have gone a little differently. You know, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think you have a lot to be proud of. I'm sure, I'm sure you kick yourselves about it, but I really think this is a really fun one. I, I, one thing that I remember I was, oh, I, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, but one thing I remember, so I don't know who told us this, but we should have switched the buildings to where you have the temple at first, then the, or the, the small temple at first, then the big temple. And I was like, why didn't we do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why didn't we do that? But it is like a double-edged sword. I mean, I mean, you're on the clock. You're just, you're thinking so quickly. You're, I mean, you, you get a, an okay idea when they're really, if you thought a little bit about it more, you may have found a better idea. It's just, it, it is like you said, uh, it's damned if you do, double damned if you don't. Uh, essentially, it's like a double-edged sword with every decision. Yeah. So it's, it's really just coming down to one thing and just, doing it yeah well, and so many challenges in a row obviously there's a lot of like fatigue you know like uh, you mm -hmm. know I, when i talked to austin and justin you know like why was their dots design on the second sail of their you know ship like if they had taken a second and thought about it they probably wouldn't have done that you know like or figured out some other way to get their billy the squid design on the first sail where you'd be able to see it you know so like there's there's those little things that I, that i'm sure sort of slip your mind and you don't even have time to re-engineer oh, yeah. by the time you realize it so it's it, it's a tough it's a really tough challenge to you know not just the mini golf masters challenge but just to be on the show you know and i think you know it it's never um you know it's like never someone's like worst build it's sort of like someone's bad day you know it and and i think that that's like mm -hmm. the tough part but listen i think like i said you have a lot to be proud of this is a really exciting build you know you really came on the scene you you know you got your top two you were bottom two you came back you won a challenge like you won 90,000 like you know like in some ways like I sort of, you know, knowing what I know of the two of you from, you know, social media mostly, I almost feel like I'm not sure you would have wanted like a more even path. I, I sort of feel like the the fun, you know, kind of excitement of of this whole uh, show for the two of you was probably like the way I feel like you would have wanted it to some extent. Oh, yeah. I, uh, yes, it was like a roller coaster, which is, you know, it was. Yeah, that's that's how that's kind of what we call it. Lego Masters Run, just a roller coasters of emotions because so much happened in such a short amount of time kind of like just like our, our content creating careers i mean i've been on the scene at the time i was on the scene for like almost not even i think two years and i already got reached out to on lego masters which i think is i just look back on it as like crazy so i definitely don't regret going on the show and just i'm pretty happy all things considered to be honest it was it was it's just it was crazy it was a really fun experience yeah i mean you have a great quote dom you sort of that speaks to that you said what an experience. I mean, to come here on Lego Masters, it was a dream of ours. Absolutely. And we definitely pushed ourselves to build stuff we never thought we'd ever build before. And, you know, Ethan, you went on to say, you know, to you, you've already won. Yeah, that's what you said. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I mean, what a cool experience. It was the best experience ever. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. And one thing that's one thing that's really cool is honestly, I'm getting to uh, most recently we went to a Lego convention, uh, Lana BrickCon. And that being there with so many fans of Lego Masters and kind of uh, like everyone looking up to us, like that we were on the show, being like a role model uh, to a lot of younger kids, that is the most important part is to be a light yeah. to all the, the kids and kind of just be a positive light to 
all the the fans of the show and if i can just make someone's day just a little bit better then that's all all worth it it's all worth it yes it's all worth it yeah definitely definitely seeing in person the the impact the response and seeing seeing the uh in-person impact that we had on the lego community and this younger generation of builders and these little kids is just it made it it made it all worth it and to see that in person after so long was just really cool and it, I, it makes the experience even better and um uh, i feel very proud of ourselves and just being able to be that that uh, inspiration and that person to to be looked up to from these kids it's mm-hmm. just it's just incredible it's such an honor and and one thing i will yeah. say is i'm so like dom is the best partner you ever asked for i'm like cheryl i'm sure cheryl hines from the holiday uh, special can appreciate that <laughs> dom is awesome and uh, uh he's like I, I couldn't have done it without him he's like no i love and, dom. And I, I love you too ethan i mean i definitely got a, a new best friend out of this and someone i could totally call like my brother mm-hmm. oh yeah it, it, it is it is it's just just such a cool experience and i wouldn't i wouldn't have done the show with anyone else mm-hmm. yeah true truthfully yeah well, and obviously, you know, we talk a lot about on this podcast, like that Lego Masters family. And Ethan, you said, you know, the best part of it was, you know, the com- is the community and that Lego Masters family that you made. And, you know, Dom, you say, I'm going to miss these people. And you start crying, you know, on the show, you know, so like, clearly, this really meant a lot, you know, to you. Yeah. And it was sad to have to say goodbye, you know, so what what was that like for you? The, uh, the contestants and the rest of the Lego Masters family definitely had a huge impact <clears throat> on Ethan and I to the point where... I, I ended up getting very emotional at our final interview, just, and it wasn't so just saying goodbye, because I know we'll see these people at conventions and I already have. It was just more so that this is the end of this right now, but uh, it's not the end of everything. It's just, it would have been nice to go a few episodes longer. Especially that Marvel not, one. Especially that yeah. Marvel one and maybe even meeting Chris Pratt. But, yeah, uh, we're in more, the middle. It was more so, <laughs> was more so just uh, saying goodbye. And not so, not so much saying goodbye, but, uh, you know, see you real soon sort of ordeal. So yeah, it's it mainly that. No, I, it was a good one. That was the first time where my emotional, like my emotions were so, it was weird. It was like, so I remember looking at Dom crying and like looking at everything. It was like, I couldn't process anything because these were like, everything was so new. And I was like, so much was going at on. Dom, and I didn't know what to do. I just kind of just look back and I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> I, so then I, so then I, I elbowed him and I say, say something, you idiot. <laughs> it, was just, it was so awkward, just dead air. I felt, felt so bad, but yeah. Um, yeah. You, you elbow Ethan and he's like, my name is Ethan. Only took him, uh, what? Five episodes? Five episodes. <laughs> Five episodes. That's funny. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, you know, Ethan alluded to it, and and I'm sure we could talk a long time about the holiday Bricktacular. Um, so Dom, we may have to have you back on to talk about it. I was gonna say that's that's a whole ordeal. Exactly. From a high level, what was it like to be asked back and to get to work with Cheryl Hines uh, and to be on this, you know, crazy uh, holiday Bricktacular special? It, it was absolutely amazing. It was uh, at first I thought I got in trouble when I saw the L.A. number call me. I was like, "Uh oh, what do I do now? Um, but it was <laughs> no, it was them asking me to return back on set for the holiday special, uh, the holiday celebrity spectacular special it's a very long name i'm not sure if i even got it right um but it was a it was a big honor to represent season three for the holiday special because there was a representation 
uh, Boone and Mel from season one, Natalie from season two, and then me for season three. So it was a lot of fun to represent uh, the rest of the cast and uh, truly just, you know, just be myself and just build the best I can with uh, Shell Hines involved. So that was <laughs> that was interesting. Yeah, you represented season three the best. Like you did Thank amazing. You. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yes, you really did such an exceptional job. So I'll, I think we'll maybe have to do a spectacular deep dive sometime soon um, with maybe you and Mel. Sounds like a plan. Um, and we'll and we'll break it all down. But you know, so obviously this is the end of you know the formal Lego Masters journey. But like you said, it's sort of just the start of everything else. So what's yeah. next for the two of you? You know, what's next? Please, always. Well, um, I think just more content and upping our game and just making even better content and more of it for our communities and try to give back to the community in that regards. And uh, most importantly, just have ourselves and just be ourselves and build a heck of a lot more Lego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's like the same thing. Uh, it's, and to just inspire others and continue uh, consistency with videos. And I've also really been wanting to build bigger i feel like i feel i do a lot of smaller builds but after being on lego masters i i know that we can Mm -hmm. handle building big um and now uh, having unlimited time and forty five thousand parts on on the way i want to i want to build something big so (laughs) it'd be fun to display it at a convention something big so that's just my plan now it's a part of a plan where i might get distracted and do something else and but hopefully i can eventually build something big (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know uh, I hope to hear, hopefully by the beginning of sem- summer, I hope to have my own little Lego inspired merch line going and uh, potentially my own uh, live building show with some guests involved, just bringing on uh, people in the Lego community and just building and talking about their stuff. And um, But uh, other than that, just more YouTube, because apparently that's where it's at. That's where all the real cool kids are at. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, just kind of, I think that's it for now. I don't want to reveal too much. Gotta keep it's the surprises involved. That's, that's where it's you like hit the, the, the like and the, the subscribe. And also if you're not following this po- uh, amazing podcast, click the follow button. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> look at you, um, Ethan, look at you. It's like, you know yeah, what you're doing. Listen, you know, these two are in social media when they're, you know, got the like, comment, subscribe, you know, ready, you know? And so, um, well, thank you both, you know, for just being so generous with your time and sharing all these great stories. Like, you know, I feel like I learned so much, so much just about, uh, the contestants and, and, and everything when we do these. So just thank you so much. And, you know, everyone's going to want to stay in touch with you. All this content, like I said, they're going to be like me waiting for that package of 45,000 bricks to come. So where can they stay in touch with you after this podcast? So for me, I have a YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. Those are my main three uh, platforms. Uh, and I try to post a lot of short form videos on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, so that's where you can check me out. And and it's, it's yeah, your name again. <laughs> oh, I forgot your name again, Ethan. <laughs> <laughs> my, my name is uh my name is you gotta elbow me that's what happens when you're not here to elbow elbow me uh even the artist and that is my username <laughs> <laughs> perfect um uh, you nailed it on your first try uh but dom what about try. you <laughs> uh, for me, I post regularly uh, on Instagram, YouTube, and uh, TikTok as CoolGuyDom02. I hope to post much more on and more regularly on YouTube. It's just a work in progress and getting that figured out. So uh, stay tuned for that. Well, perfect. Well, we can't wait. Thank you both again. This was Thank so you. much fun. Thank, Thank you. you so Thank much. you so much. Like You are amazing, and I, I appreciate you.
yes yeah, so oh my love gosh. The, i love what you do and your you know your lego news and the and the podcast it's you're doing the community a great service and uh we i i and ethan really appreciate that so thank you oh my gosh well thank you i feel like i'm the lucky one to have you guys but thank you for all the kind words um and um and hopefully we'll get a chance to talk to you next season to break down one of our episodes um you know and you can critique the next batch of lego masters maybe i'll remember my name this time <laughs> yeah fingers crossed, <laughs> fingers crossed. Um, well, perfect. Thanks again. Thank you. It was such a blast getting to sit down with Ethan and Dom. They're so much fun. And it was great to get to hear all about their unique experience on the show. And like I keep saying, I've got even more of these postseason deep dives coming your way. So stay subscribed to make sure you don't miss out on any of that. So if you want to follow along with the podcast, be sure to subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to it now. And if you're listening on iTunes, be sure to leave us a review as it really helps others find the podcast. If you want even more Lego content, be sure to check out my YouTube channel, Tom bricks where i cover the lego news for the week every saturday and you can follow the channel on all social media platforms with the username at talk and if you want to follow the podcast on instagram and facebook it's talk bricks masters and on twitter it's tb masters thanks again and i'll see you guys next time